This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Grain markets have been keeping us so busy lately, it is hard to find the room in this report schedule for much else. I fell behind monthly Creighton University Rural Main Street Index reports as they released the June report last week, already after I had just reported on May. The 10-state rural economic survey pulled back to 70 from a record 78.8 the previous month. On farming and ranching, for a ninth straight month, the farmland price index advanced significantly above growth neutral. The June reading slipped to a very strong 75.9 from May's 78.1. This is the first time since 2013 that Creighton's survey has recorded nine straight months of farmland prices above growth neutral. We had a fairly good test of the region's farmland market with sales of 150-plus acre parcels, bringing $15,200 and $15,000 an acre in both Osceola and Kasuth counties in Iowa, respectively. They were topped recently with an auction of an inside 80 with a CSR of 73, bringing $17,200 an acre in O'Brien County. Bidding started at $14,000. Drought here did not deter the buyers. The June Farm Equipment Sales Index rose to 71.6 from 67.9, its highest level since 2012, up from May's 67.9. After 86 straight months of readings below growth neutral, farm equipment sales bounced into growth territory for the last seven months. This is the best growth in this index since 2012, unquote. Farm commodity prices appear to be directly linked to demand for new equipment. Interest rates have not gone up enough to discourage leverage purchases, and bankers are looking for equipment loans. Some have even suggested to farm clients that this may be a good time to trade up on iron. One strong motivation for buying new equipment is to gain anything labor-saving due to the acute shortage of labor. Robotics, artificial intelligence, and simply expanded capacity that adds technology and reduces labor costs and reduces labor needs are being forced on producers from an inability to source human labor. Productivity should increase. Rural employment has recovered to just 2% under pre-COVID levels in the 10-state area. The state with the strongest rural economy is Missouri, where employment is now slightly above pre-COVID levels with a state RMI of 72.6. The weak state is still North Dakota with an RMI of 56.7. That is still above 50, so there is still growth, But the energy economy in that state is unlikely to beat growth of pre-COVID levels for a while. North Dakota employment is 8.2% below pre-COVID levels. As a general statement, rural economies benefit from having stronger urban economies nearby to draw upon. I think that there's been some exodus from urban to rural in the post-COVID economy. A majority of bankers surveyed believe that inflation being seen will not all be transitory. We will sustain a higher rate of inflation post-pandemic than we carried into the economy pre-pandemic. There has been too much disruption of supply chains for them to revert to the price complacency that they carried before. There will be a new normal. The 10-state group of bankers thinks that the Fed should increase interest rates sooner than the revised dot plot of late 2023. In fact, surveyed rural bankers think that the Fed should be raising interest rates by the end of 2021. As to the farm agronomic conditions, bankers are worried about drought prospects. 
Rural bankers are, of course, fiscal conservatives. One observed that his greatest concern for the longer-term economy was, in my view, $29 trillion in total debt with no real plan to reduce that debt or balance the annual debt is the biggest threat to our economy's success. He argues that neither political party nor the Federal Reserve is engaged in serious discussion to solve the problem, unquote. I would agree. Instead, they are doing everything they can to perpetuate the economy by inflating the debt. This action could be forced by the prospect of a serious recession, which they appear to be willing to avoid at all costs, which would also inflate the debt and balloon the money supply even further. The federal debt is supposed to come down during times of strong growth, and in the last episode of growth, it didn't. This is also one reason why Biden is trying to set up higher tax rates through provisions such as dropping the stepped-up basis and eliminating the 1031 exchange to grab a larger piece of asset inflation for the government. Higher interest rates then become the real threat to the U.S. fiscal solvency. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. 